What is happening, everyone? Welcome to our 101, or I guess 101st episode. Let's just get right to it. What an incredible day, I would say, for football. Uh, there was a lot of good games. Colts looked outstanding against the Rams. I mean, honestly, the Colts, most part, should have won that game. They lost by 3, 27-24. Watching that, the Rams' defense has moments where they're solid. They they, I don't know anyone who did watch it. I know Dino Dan probably did. I know not everyone watches the Rams. But the fact that they had the opening drive, the Colts was like a 16, maybe even more play drive. They got all the way down to first and goal, like on the three, and got stuffed. And then second and goal stuffed, third and goal stuffed, fourth down sacked. So they did that. And then another time, the Colts got down first and goal, nothing, second and goal, nothing, third and goal, and got intercepted. I believe it was interception. Could have been a fumble. But, yeah, they kept him out, and uh, that was a very entertaining game to watch. The Bengals made a late comeback. That one was good. One of my favorites of the day was, obviously, the Seahawks and Titans. That was a – anytime I could see the Seahawks lose, it's enjoyable. But I like when the games are good. The Titans played much better this week. Arizona and, and Minnesota, that was – Minnesota should have won that one. That's another one, you know, we saw Steve in the group text mention the was the Cowboys should have lost. That was a good game. You know, the Cowboys up 14 nothing early. It seemed like they were going to just maybe run away with the game. And next thing you know, they don't score again until the fourth quarter. So much props to the Chargers. As expected, they were going to play great defense. I just didn't know it would be that good. Although the, the running game looked outstanding. And see, that's exactly why I have Pollard in almost every league I'm in. Uh, just because I, I just, watching him, he's just so, he can do so much more, it feels like, with way less. You know, Zeke might need 15, 20 K. I still love Zeke. Still a great player. I don't, honestly, when he got that contract, you never want to pay running backs that much, especially when Dallas's offensive line is so good. I feel like if you had gotten, this year, the Cowboys could have got Najee Harris, right? Let's say they let Zeke go that year. And last year, it wouldn't really matter because once they lost Dak, they weren't going anywhere. But you paid Zeke all that money, and you didn't do anything. This year, I think, I don't, it's just such a big chunk of money invested there was a chance they could have got out of that deal or they could have got rid of Zeke before a certain point in the offseason, which means they could have still paid him this year but not had to pay him next year. Now it's too late. So they're going to be strapped for cash for that. Anyways, I get way off. I just My point was Pollard looked so good with so little. You know, 10, what do you have, 11 carries, 12 carries, and he went out there and had like a monster fantasy day for point-wise in our league. Easily, like, we had a bonus, but if you take out the bonus, he still goes out there and has over 25 points. What did he do for the, the game? Let me look. 13 carries, 109 yards. Now, he did break off a huge run, but, I mean, isn't Alvin Kamara, Barkley, Derrick Henry today had, like, a 65-yard touchdown? Don't they all have big runs when they have big days? It's not like every run is 10 yards, 11 yards, unless you go back to Corey Dillon's, uh, at the time, record-breaking performance against the Broncos. It seemed like every ran carry he had that game I mean I see here I go way off again look up the stats I think the all-time rusher in one game isn't it is it 300 yards is it 290 whatever it is it, I think it's 300 it might be Adrian Peterson I want to say I know Jamal Lewis broke Corey Dillon's record just a few years later but you got to look at that at the time he was playing a crappy and the Browns were underwear stained brown 
crappy Browns that could not beat anyone. And the Ravens were up big, and they still kept giving it to them. Jamal Lewis got the record when, you know, a lot of teams could have done that. You know, I, I didn't think his record really deserved to be that. If you saw, go go Google Corey Dillon, uh, 200 and uh, I think it was 86. It was something. He broke Walter Payton's, Payton, uh, Walter Payton's record of 275 in that day. He did it on 22 carries. That That's insane to do all that on 22 carries. He had like a big 40, and it could have been even more. The Bengals just, Peter Warwick had like a 70-yard run or something. If you look at that, where you look at the quarterback, was Achilles Smith, he got knocked out with a concussion. Then Scott Mitchell, yes, that Scott Mitchell came in and actually played. The Broncos were the number two defense in football, and number one, I believe, at stopping the run. And they were, I want to say they were 6-2 and two or 7-1, and one, somewhere in that. I mean, this was a good Broncos defense. And the Bengals, as a team, just destroyed them, rushed all of them. But Corey Dillon had, what a day. One of the greatest days I've ever had as a Bengals fan, even though the team wasn't that good, to watch that, to see that live, and to know when he broke the record. You know, I was jumping up and down screaming, hey, he broke it, he broke it. And I had a couple of my friends watching. They're like, what? They, they, they weren't even paying attention. And I was looking at the stats, knowing that he had 240. And if, like, I'm like, if he can get another big run, he might break it. But... See, I go way off. Anyways, back on Pollard. 13 carries, 109 yards, and a touchdown. He did have some catches as well, 3 for 31. Pollard looked great. So I'm wondering, is that going to be the new thing? They did mention the work not being pushed so hard on Zeke so you don't burn him out come playoff time if they make it, or just in general. You know, they invested a lot of money in him. They don't need him getting hurt, missing games, just to sit on the sideline while they pay him. So I enjoy it, but if anything does happen to Zeke, you saw it last year, the only game he started, he had a monster game against the Niners. He looked good today, but that was a fun game. That was an enter- entertaining game. The Vikings, they should have won. They, they did everything right at the end. They, they had a nice drive. They got in field goal position, and as soon as he kicked it, the kicker shanked it to the right. Um, so all those games being said, one of my favorites, uh, my favorite upset was the Raiders. I mean, I picked them in the Pick'em League, but honestly, I didn't think they were going to win. I would have went Steelers. I was having a malfunction trying to pick my teams. Dino knows about it. But had I been able to pick them earlier, I would have probably picked the Steelers. I might have changed my mind, which I've done in the past. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to go Raiders just because I don't know what to expect with this Raider team. They, I've seen it, you know, the last few years since Gruden's been back. You know, remember they were 6-3, and three, I think, Gruden's first year. And then they ended up losing almost every game after, maybe 1-6 and like one and six the rest of the year, whatever the case was. Last year, I think they were seven and two. It could have been seven and three, and they only finished. I think they won two more games, and they lost games where you're like the Dolphins, the Jet, the Jets. They won, which they shouldn't have. Uh, just you're like this is a team that beat the Saints on Monday Night Football, and then follow that up with a stinker where they lose to a crappy, you know, Charger team or a lot, whatever it is. You know, you get my point. So, but I felt last week watching them play the Ravens, the defense was so good at. at pressuring Lamar Jackson and we saw what he did against the Chiefs today that I was like maybe this is it maybe this Raider team is that good now going to Pittsburgh short week I heard the experts talk about it I agreed I was like you know what the Raiders in the past when they traveled just two years ago last year they won at New York but when they went two years ago they got embarrassed when they were six and three I think Gruden's first year there they were absolutely embarrassed and I thought maybe this was what we'd see I thought the Steelers would win like 28-12, or not 12, 28-14, you know, and the, it was completely flipped. 
I know the Steelers were missing Bush. Uh, they were missing uh, Hayden. Not that Hayden's in his prime anymore, but they were missing some players. And I thought, okay, maybe that, you know, they had a 9-7 halftime lead, and Carr just looked outstanding. Props to Mario for playing him in our league. Uh, I wouldn't have played him. Looking at Mario's roster, I'm like, hey, play Jalen Hurts. You traded for him. Put him out there. You know, the Niners' defense is really good, but still, uh, at least Philly was at home. They The game came so close, the Eagles had chances to where they could have uh, scored. I just didn't see Carr going out and having a big game, and he did. So props to Mario for playing him in a losing effort, but still, nonetheless, uh, he stuck with his guns, his convictions. And, the, yeah, the Raiders, big shock. I picked them because I thought, you know what, maybe they'll do it for real. Um, and I don't, if they do, if they do win this game, they do look good. I don't want to be saying, hey, you know what? My gut was saying maybe they can pull the upset, but my brain was saying, no, there's no way. And so big win for the Raiders. But the, the Ravens, oh, what a game. What a game, the fact that they gave up the early, you know, two defense, the defensive touchdown, the two interceptions. They, he always loses to Mahomes. You know, the Chiefs always find a way to beat the Ravens and to finally go out and beat them on primetime after that tough loss. And that was a tough one. You know, Lamar took the took it on the nose, and he, he admitted, hey, that was on him. He fumbled that ball. They had a chance in overtime. So, you know, I'm so glad he beat them. And the, one of the things I loved is that every year, you know, well, it's not like it's been that many, but every year we got to hear Patrick Mahomes is undefeated in September. Well, yeah, he's lost plenty of games. Well, not plenty, but he's lost literally the first week of October. I don't think it has anything to do with the month. You know, they come out, maybe it's a – the schedule as well but this time he finally did he took no longer mr perfect he threw his first interception in september he took his first loss in september and uh, i know it wasn't and this is one of the situations where you look at it and you go what let's say this was a playoff game and this is always my point uh gosh man i'm so sorry i'm sorry if you listen to this and you just want to hear fantasy text me say danny just stick to fantasy and i'll stop going on tangents or things that pop in but this is my point when i talk about tom brady who is one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. I'm never going to argue that. Uh, I'm More and more I see him, the more, especially at an older age, I start to think he would be one of the, you know, if I'm building a team and I'm taking, I already have my offensive line set and I, now it's quarterback time, um, he would be up there with one of my top five. He, he would, if you have a good team or a good line, he can, he can really get it done. But there's just been times where the system's done it but I think he can do it in almost any system. He looks great in Tampa Bay. That being said, had he lost, let's say he's been to every Super Bowl, right? Let's say, what has he been to? It's incredible that I think he's been to 11, maybe 12. Let's say he lost all those or won one of them. My opinion on him wouldn't change, and that's what I try to get to people is when I say, oh, you know, uh, he's already one of the best. Like, he didn't need to get seven Super I mean, that sounds crazy, but he didn't need to get seven Super Bowl rings for me to realize how great he is. And uh, it's great that he keeps proving that he can do it anywhere he goes. No, not anywhere. He went to a great team that had everything, and now he's just, you know, he went on a fast train, and he's keeping the train moving steady. But my point is, is the loss tonight on Patrick Mahomes, he did throw that one interception. But if you look at this game, is that on Patrick Mahomes? Would you say that? And that's my point with some of these other times that, that Brady would win a Super Bowl. You know, when Russell Wilson threw that pick, that was on him, that was on the coaching staff. They should have ran it to Marshawn Lynch. But with this, he handed it off. CEH fumbled the ball. Nothing to do with Mahomes. He's doing the right play. He's doing his thing, yet he doesn't win. And if this was a playoff game, 
they would be, and you know, you would look at it and say, "Oh man, he struggled. He he choked in two. He lost. Not, didn't choke, but he played bad in two Super Bowls. Won one of them when he shouldn't. The Niners should have won that one. And last year he lost. And then if he loses in the playoffs first round and he lost it on that, you would say, "Oh, three losses in a row. Maybe Mahomes isn't that good." Why would that make a difference whether how good he is or not? He did everything he was supposed to to win, and his guy fumbled it. Because at the end, it's a team game, and that's what I always say with Brady. You cannot put Brady on the Jacksonville Jaguars right now and expect them to win the Super Bowl. I think they could be competitive. I think they could maybe, if, if they won seven or eight games, that would be outstanding. And then they could, if he was young, they can build around him, and they can maybe build a winner. But it takes a team, and, and for him to go to a great Bucks team that had everything but a quarterback, uh, still won the Super Bowl, and he did it on the road. He had to go uh, against the Packers in the NFC Championship. So, you know, didn't he go on the road too? Didn't they go on the road in the first round against, or was it second round against the Redskins? Or Washington, I'm sorry, Washington. But, yeah, see, I go way off. What I don't even know what I'm freaking talking about anymore. Oh, the game tonight, the, the, how great the Ravens were. And, yeah, he finally got it. Lamar Jackson got it. What, he did everything he had to do, and tonight the defense finally made a turnover for him. He didn't have to go out and make a last-second drive. He already did, and he got the uh, the touchdown. They they won the game. I'm I'm happy for him. Uh, I'm glad Mahomes gets his first loss in September. But it was such an enjoyable in, enjoyable game. I thought Sunday had some really good games. But that being said, let's get to as we still have some games up for grabs. We'll cover some of the ones that are pretty much 100% done. Starting with Matt. I know we do game recap, but on Sunday night. This is usually what I talk in the past. We'll talk about football, what happened that day. Uh, I won't go so far off into my theories or tangents on things. I did, went a little too much tonight. Let's see. What's the time? Oh, 13 minutes. That's not too bad. But we'll cover some games. I'll still do the weekly recap show later and our video presentation as well. But we'll just cover what happened today. Uh, for one, it's a mystery what's up with the Saints. You know, we're going to start right there with Jacob's team going against Dynamite. And I can't remember what the, I'd have to go back, but looking at it coming into this, if Dynamite was favored, you'll have to text Dino. See, because I don't, I didn't listen to a lot. I don't listen to my own podcast, so I forget. I want to say Dino was the underdog, but he, obviously he's going to win this one. He's up 156 to 86. Uh, Jacob's going to fall to 0-2. We saw him put Alvin Kamara on the trade block and Brandon Ayuk. And just so everyone knows, I put an offer in for Kamara. Will he take it? Mm, I don't know. We'll see. It, it's paying rate. You know, it's it's what you want to pay for. Uh, I'm basing my deal off of something that happened last year. If it goes through, it does. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But just so you know, if you want Kamara, you better uh, start putting your deals in because if Jacob's going to trade him, he's got one offer on the table and he'll probably want to check a few other ones out before he rushes and makes a choice. That being said, I don't know what's up with the Saints. You know, Kamara last week had a good game, not great. You know, 20 carries, he rarely ever does that. He's usually a 10 to, like Pollard today, 13 carries, and then he gets a bunch of targets. He only had four targets last week. This week he had six. But, man, the Car the Carolina Panthers defense is good, but not, I did. I don't know, are they this good? You know, they, they really took it to the Jets the first half, and then the second half, a little bit of slippage with garbage time, and the Jets did get some points going. But the Saints didn't get anything going. And Jameis Winston, if you saw any of that game, when he threw that first pick, <laughs> oh, that is vintage Jameis Winston. He gets pressured. He get, he avoids the sack. And he, not that he was going to get away, but he had time when he avoided the sack to either run a little bit out of the pocket and throw it away 
or maybe look for a guy underneath and just get it, you know, just get the ball out. And instead he falls away, fading away on one leg, trying to avoid another guy coming for the hit, bombs it, and as soon as he let that go, I'm like, unless this guy, the receiver's wide open, that is going to be an interception. Because you cannot throw opposite, falling back of your body, chucking it, hailing it like he did. And it was picked. And it, like I said, when I saw it, I was just like, there's the old Winston. Is it going to be more of that this year? I don't know. Let's look at Winston's stats, too, as we're still going to talk about Kamara. But 12 points. Last week, I mean, he still yet to throw for 200 yards. But last week, he had five touchdowns. This week, zero passing and two picks. He did have a rushing touchdown to try to help his day some. But that being said, Kamara, you know, the, the whole team, I understand not a lot of carries because you're falling behind to Carolina and you got You can't just keep running. you got to pass. But six targets, four catches. This was one thing that I did see fantasy world. The, the Kamara, people were still drafting him. You know, his average draft position was always top three. They, a lot of things were, do you, you know, it was Christian McCaffrey one, Dalvin Cook two, some wanted Derrick Henry two or three. Do you draft Kamara or Henry? I would, I like Kamara more just in the fact that it's PPR in a lot of leagues. And I feel safer with him in the passing game. But overall, I think Henry would probably have more double-digit games. It might be a 12-point game. It might be a 19-point game. It might be a 50-point game like today. Uh, or, But while Kamara can still have those big games, but he might go out for 19, 24, 17. He's, he's not so touchdown-dependent as Henry is at times. I would feel safer with Kamara, but the big mystery in the fantasy world was who's the quarterback? Is it Taysom Hill? You know, Kamara didn't look too good when Hill was QB. Is it Jameis Winston? Is he going to check it down, or is he going to, you know, is he going to be like Drew Brees? Part of the things with when you see Kamara and you see Barkley and their stats not be as impressive as their last quarterback is Drew Brees and Eli Manning. They could still throw further than any of us. You know, I can't speak for everyone. I know for me, I could never throw over thirty yards, probably anyways, uh, unless you give me a Nerf Turbo, maybe then I can. But the the Brees, if he threw anything over thirty yards, you could see some air under that thing where it was it can be intercepted unless you know the guy's wide open there wasn't the arm strength as much so it's 10 yards 15 yards dump to Kamara you know 12 passes to Kamara something like that and with Eli Manning he did the same thing Barkley's year and it with Daniel Jones and now Winston you've got two younger quarterbacks we're, we're not going to see that I I could be wrong we still could you know that's why I'm putting a trade in for Kamara not because what he's done what he could do um so it's tough to judge with the Saints. That being said, that could continue to hurt uh, as he has Winston. He had Winston and Kamara today. And last week it was great. Both of them played really well. You know, nothing outstanding, but with all the touchdowns, this week it was terrible. And that's how it was for Packer fans. If you had Aaron Rodgers like Eric, if you had Devontae Adams like me, if you have Aaron Jones like, like Jacob, all three of us lost last week. Uh, the only one who won, I believe, like I said, was Dino Dan, and he had Robert Tunyon. So last week was not a good Packer week. This week seems to not be a good Saints week. Uh, with Michael Thomas out, maybe Callaway. I know he has Callaway. Yeah, see, Jacob has Callaway. Callaway two weeks in a row hasn't done anything. I'm still waiting for the Saints offense to look like it has in the past. You would think it could. I don't get what the difference is. Breeze would, you know, I, he's a Hall of Fame quarterback, but I'm saying he would just do a lot of check down, short down. Jameis Winston, unless he just can't read defenses, and he's got to know something, you think he would play much better than, than Breeze with a bad arm, but he has not. 
Dino Dance team, Sam Darnold. Bam, dude. Looks like the guy can play quarterback. I love it. 27 points, almost 28. And I was scared to see Darnold this week. You know, I was, I, he was a, a possibility that if I had another option, if I had Darnold, I might not play him. Uh, but if you got him, a lot of times you got to play him because there's only, in a super flex league, there's only so many options. And Dino's was Jared Goff. You could have, I might have gone Goff and maybe, or maybe Goff and Darnold. I don't know. Darnold, it just scared me. With the Saints D, I know they had to travel to Carolina, and it's a division rival, but still, what they did to Green Bay last week. And Darnold looked great. You know, it's amazing. Zach Wilson, you know, he threw four interceptions. There was no way I was playing him today against the New England Patriots. If you look at Belichick's record against rookie quarterbacks, even Herbert. Herbert had his worst game of the season last year where he didn't get a lot done against the Patriots D in, in L.A. So it doesn't matter what stadium you're at. I didn't see, think Zach would do anything. But, yeah, with the Saints defense, man, Darnold looked really good. And look at this. Gets out of that organization, and it goes to show sometimes teams can ruin guys. Sometimes they can get out while they still have a chance psychologically and physically. And Darnold looks like he's doing both. I don't care if Christian McCaffrey's carrying the load. He's still doing it. He's getting it. He's got uh, DJ Moore had a big game for Nick. He's got who he left on his bench, but still had a big game. Robbie Anderson uh, is, I don't know if he had a big game today, but Robbie Anderson is still a fa uh, big factor. They have weapons there. And when Darnold has an offensive line, he's got weapons. He's got a good defense. Look how good he is. And he's 2-0. and he has, I think he has more wins now, or he's equal. He is equal to his win total last year as the Jets. I don't know how many games he played, but when they beat the Rams in L.A., he was the quarterback. They did win two games, and I felt that cost them the chance at Trevor Lawrence. Uh I don't know. Anyways, Darnold, congratulations. He can play quarterback. Dalvin Cook, good game, 23 points. Kamara, only seven. That's a huge difference right there because Justin Herbert matched Darnold. It's crazy to think, hey, Justin Herbert matched Darnold. That's something you never would have heard last year. Justin Herbert matched Sam Darnold. But he did almost point for point. But the run game, Gibson, it scared me. Gibson only nine points. That's another factor we could talk about. I know I'm going so far on I guess Sunday night I will dwell up, like we said, we'll just talk about what happened. This is not the matchup show. We're just talking about games. As we go on to try to go to each team, I don't know if I can at this rate how long I'm taking. But Antonio Gibson, there's a player I'm concerned for. Because even when Fitzpatrick, well, he went out early last week. But I, in the community, fantasy community, everything I saw, Antonio Gibson, sorry if you can hear my cat. It's going crazy. Antonio Gibson was supposed to be, they predicted, oh, the big workhorse back. I didn't think he would get to be like some thought that the next Christian McCaffrey just because he has the same old coach. There's only one Christian McCaffrey. Gibson is really good. He is not as good as Christian McCaffrey. Now, workload still spells look at Najee Harris. You get enough carries, enough attempts, you're going to either break one or you're going to get enough yards and points to, to be relevant. And Gibson lost a lot of it. He The thing is, it's crazy. When Gibson was in college, he was the receiving back while Gainwell was the the do it all back. He could catch and run, but Gainwell was a lot of the running. Gibson was a lot of the receiving. And now Gibson's in the pros. And McKissick, even last year, is getting a lot of the passing work. And Gibson is not. That's a little strange. Um, maybe there's something in practice. Maybe they don't want to use them like that. That's the coaches. But I was expecting Gibson against the Giants to have a big 15 to 20 point game. He only had nine. It was McKissick who had 20. So go figure. They, this happened last year. I did mention when we did our breakdown show, in the Dynasty League I'm in with Matt, 
I traded Gibson in the offseason for some rookie picks because I just felt like he only had two good games last year, and they were both against Cowboys. He had some okay games, like a 12-point or 16, but he only had two over 20 points, and they were both against a bad Dallas defense. So when you do that, and it's like he has like a 41-point game on Thanksgiving, you factor that into his average. You go, oh, man, he averaged 14 points a game. Well, yeah, he pulled the old Tyler Lockett, who we'll get to in a little bit, who's really impressing me with the Seahawks, doing better than he did last year. Um but Gibson, nine points. He's still a guy you're going to put out there every week. He's still a top 12 projected running back, maybe top 15. you got to keep pushing him. You know, Washington's going to have to run the ball, and Gibson's going to be the main one. I think it's game script. If they get a 7-10 point lead, you might see more carries. If it's tie or they're falling behind, depending on the half, you know, McKissick came in and got a lot of stuff right before halftime and also in the fourth quarter. Allen Robinson outdid Amari Cooper. Cooper he actually got hurt too. He bruised his ribs. I think he's going to be okay. I didn't hear any serious damage. Cooper Cup. Oh my gosh. When we did the breakdown show, this is what I thought. You know, this is what I know the community, safety, the fantasy community as well. They didn't think this, but uh, I really thought Cooper Cup was going to have a big season. I don't think he's going to do this continuously. I never thought he would go out and have 42 points in a game. Uh, but last week, when he had 29, I thought he might have a 29, follow that up with an 18, then maybe a 23. But to come out for 29, and then 42 was just outstanding. 21 targets the last two games, and he's catching almost all of them. You know, 16 out of 20, uh, 21, outstanding. Over 100 yards both games, three touchdowns. So Cooper Cup, hey, quiet, cat. Cooper Cup looks great. Uh yeah, one of the main reasons Dino has been winning and scoring big time is Cooper. Cooper Cup, not Amari. Although Amari Cooper was last week the 40-pointer, this week it's Cooper Cup the 40-pointer. As you go back and forth to the rest of the lineup, both their defensive players didn't play well. Both their defenses, you know, nothing to write home about. Hey, Dino even played the Steelers, right, against the Raiders. I guess he was thinking the same thing I did, is that, you know, I thought the Raiders' uh, offense – would struggle. I didn't know the defense. I, I was still curious, is the defense for real? They looked really good. We'll see if they could continue to do it. Big Ben in the offense is not as good as it used to be, maybe. But, you know, they played really well last week against Buffalo this, the second half. I'm still worried about Big Ben. I thought he was going to do better than this. The Raider team, it's either the Raiders' defense or the Steelers are maybe not as good as we thought, at least offensively. They were missing two stars on defense. Tyrod Taylor got hurt, or he might have had a better game, even in a loss. But he still outperformed Winston. So he's still got Robert Tunyon tomorrow, and Jacob's got Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones could go for 20. It, it won't matter. Jacob is, if you're Jacob's team, you want Aaron Jones to go for 40. You want a huge game. You know you're not going to win. But remember, we've talked about it, and I will talk about it until we are done talking, until I can no longer speak. Points matter in our league, and we saw that last year. We saw that two years ago in a four-way tie breaker that went to Elijah just based on points alone. So even in a losing effort, if you know you're losing, you want your best guys out there and you want to cheer for them. Even if Jacob wants to go, hey, you know what, I'm going to let Aaron Jones go off and maybe trade him, which I doubt he could, but Aaron Jones is eligible to be kept. You don't see players who are eligible to be kept be traded as much as guys who are on contracts such as Kamara, is on an expiring contract. So Jacob knows if you trade for Kamara, you are not getting him next year. It's it's a one-year rental. 
and it will also free up three years for, for Jacob. So it's a win-win for, for him and for the guy who gets him for at least the rest of the season. So that's it, looking at that game. Dino Dan's looking to go in 2-0, and and very impressive start. You know, Dino was legit. He was ready for this. He said it. He's ready for football. He had a good draft. He came in already with 10 guys. He basically had his almost a starting roster when we came into the season, and it's showing. You know, he's coming on strong this year. We'll see if Jacob can continue to, to hang in there. Uh, he came on, Jacob started strong last year, was one of the best, and then faltered towards the end. Maybe he can reverse that trend and come on strong later. Let's get to another game, one that was really big and curious to me was who would come out here with this Christian and Eric. Now, Eric was favored coming into this game, and it looks like he's going to win this, barring some incredible miracle. You know, And you don't ever want to see something like that happen, but he should win this game down by nine. 141 to 132. Tua going down to injury was gigantic for Christian because this game could have been a lot closer. If Tua had got to play the entire game, now I know the Dolphins lost. Excuse me. I know the Dolphins lost, but if Tua had stayed in, he still could have went and did something. He could have kept the team close. He could have got them some points. I mean, can you imagine if Tua got in and let's say he did 17 points? Then he would have 156. Aaron Rodgers would have to go for over 23, whatever it is. I'm not a math wizard, but somewhere near that, you get it. And he could against Detroit. But what if they run all over Detroit? What if Aaron Rodgers went for You know, it would have made it more exciting. Now all he needs is nine nine points or so, and he will win the game. But Austin Eckler, I thought he did good enough today. He looked good, 23 and a half points. Combine that with Williams, five. You know, so that's almost 20, let's say 20, 29 points between his two running backs. That is doable for Christian. When we talked about his weakest point was his run game, if he can get, you know, basically an average of 15 per guy by one, you know, Eckler having a monster game, it doesn't matter, that would be good enough. Uh, the, the problem is Hopkins, good game, 15. Calvin Ridley, really good game, 19. And then Michael Hardman, 12. When You're going to need more than that. He's going to need Hopkins to have the 35-point game. He's going to need Ridley to have a 29-point game. Something like that to carry, because we mentioned his run game not being so dominant. Gerald Everett, last week, not bad. Did have a touchdown this week. Terrible, just like my tight end. You know, a lot of tight ends aren't getting it done. Pitts looked good, 12 points, one of the best guys on his team. Uh, I did watch some of that game. That game was actually the Falcons-Bucks, was 28-25. The Falcons were coming back, starting the fourth quarter, and they actually had the ball. They held the Bucks again, and Matt Ryan had the ball. And then I think they had a penalty, and then they got a fump, a sack. They didn't, they didn't, whatever it was, it was just a huge chain of events. They punt, the Bucks score, then the next drive, pick six, and then the, uh, the Bucks, and then I think there was another play where they punted, and then again, pick six, and it was just like, hey, Austin, that's why your Bucks defense. Yeah, it was all in the fourth quarter. You know, it was such, it was like, dude, this game was so close. The Falcons made such a good comeback. And to watch it just literally disappear in minutes was heartbreaking uh, because I just wanted to see a good game. And I have Matt Ryan in fantasy. Lucky for me, he literally hit 300 yards uh, to make up for those three interceptions he had today. But back to this game, Christian's D, uh, Roquan Smith for the Bears. Outstanding game, sack, eight tackles, 33 points to Eric's David, who only had 10, right? You hit double digits, that's good, but... Uh, you'd like a little bit more when you see your opponent get 33. 
But the Dolphins' defense, 16, not great. Niners, 23, good. We saw Tannehill rebound from a bad game last week. 23 points, 10 more. Chase looked good, 13 points, another touchdown. I love Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson. When they were at LSU, they were so fun to watch, and they both looked outstanding. I love the, the gritty dance. Uh, and then right here we got Higgins, 18. Justin Jefferson, there we go, 18. Did he get a touchdown? Yes. So Chase and both the LSU boys both had touchdowns today as they go heads up against each other. Tyreek Hill, this is is not always Tyreek Hill, but we've talked about it with Hill. We saw it with, with Christian when he had him, how there would be games where I remember watching going, oh, Christian, man, he all he needs is like 17 from Tyreek Hill, and this game's in the bag. And Tyreek Hill would have like a nine point, an eight-point game, something like that. And you're like, really? You know, really? This would have sealed the game for him, and now Christian's got to wait for the Monday night game, you know, because Sunday night Tyreek Hill couldn't get it done. And this is what happens is you see how the Ravens take him out. Now, there's times teams try this, and Hill still finds a way to get open. But you have to pick your poison. And some teams, they try to do this with Hill and Kelsey or the run game, or Mahomes just picks him apart and goes to Mikkel Hardman, or as we saw Pringle get the touchdown. You know, he'll look for anyone. They're so good. And then the minute you go, hey, Kelsey's killing us underneath, double him, Tyreek just didn't happen tonight. So it does not matter. Eric is okay. He's all he has to do is have Aaron Rodgers walk through the half, the first half, and he should probably win this game. But it'll be nice. Eric will get his first win of the year. He held weather the storm of the first very tough loss. Like I said, his team still performed well enough to win, but Steve's team was so good last week. Christian's team played better. I, I think they scored Christian scored more this week than last week. So let me double check real quick. I will go back to that last week. Yes, Christian had 122 last week. This week he at least has 140 in the 40s. So, Eric, we'll see if he can finish that. We have multiple games on the gra up to grab tomorrow. Dino Dan's is done. Eric's is still up for grabs, as we just saw. Very close, but he should still have that for grabs. Another game that is no longer up for grabs and is a victory is Matt beating Mario, going to 2-0. Like I said, we're not going to cover every position. I know I'm looking for players, something to relate to talk about with the other team or something but look at Carr, 32 Mahomes not to be outdone Mahomes comes out with 33 points uh as both quarterbacks look great the running game not the combo like when we came into this if you said I can have White or Hunt I'm going to take Mixon and Chubb and they combine for 28 while he gets what does he get 24 for Hunt so not you know he did not dominate as we said breaking these down I really thought Mario had a shot uh, I think Matt was favored, but I thought Mario had a shot just based on the two running backs. If Chubb could have had, you know, a 30-point game, Mixon, just do what he did last week. He did not get it done this week against them. And then Diggs looked good, 17. Matt just acquired him with the big trade, so that helps him. Mooney, he had a good game for the Bears. Looking, does anything else stand out on this sheet? Chase Edmonds. Debo Samuel, back to earth. But see, Matt will take that. Remember we said his weakness, and he made the trade. He... He kept putting out the package. He did not offer me that package. Uh, he, But Matt did offer trade, like I said, Jalen Hurts, and uh, he tried to get a receiver. Um, Keenan Allen was one that I, I could have. Now, with this, I understand. I don't think Matt's going to offer uh, Jalen Hurts and a first-round pick for Keenan Allen, just in the fact that 
Allen is going to be a free agent at the end of this year. He's under a one-year contract while Diggs just got drafted, so Matt smartly goes for that deal. That is worth the first because you just gave up the first next year to keep Diggs on a contract. So those are the kind of deals, like I said, that you in previous years without contracts you might not see. You definitely wouldn't see it this quick. Um, but either way, Diggs looked good. 17, we saw Debo Samuel come back down to earth. No 30. He's not going to obviously put up 39 points every week in that Niners offense. But he still had 17. So you put 17 from Diggs, 17 from Samuel, and 12 from Woods with a team that has Patrick Mahomes, Kareem Hunt, Matthew Stafford. I'm looking at a guy who's, who's maybe going to make a playoff push. And now we really know he's going to the way he's starting out 2-0, and he is scoring like wildfire, and he is legit still making looking to make more moves. Very impressed the way Matt's come out as he, as Jacob said correctly, you know, there was no there was no lies in Jacob's uh, hatred as he made, you know, talking trash. And I, you know, what he said was true. Jacob said it was true is, hey, Matt, every year you might win a game here and there. You start out good and then it's, you know, five straight losses. And before you know it, you're fighting for the first pick. And Matt has had a top one or two pick in like four of the last five years. So there's no line to that. But in Matt's defense, he said, hey, I'm going to stick to this. This is it. I'm tired of this. I'm going to make a run. And it looks like he is. As he's going to 2-0, very impressive. As he's going to break uh, 184 last week over 200. I think he was high, high score for the week. And his team looks like it's only better. Looking at his bench, Brandon Cooks, 22 points back-to-back weeks. Looked really well. For Mario on his bench, he did have Jalen Hurts, 22. But like I said, he played Derek Carr, who got him 10 more points. And if Mario still wants to play, consider himself a playoff team, which he can, at least he got those 10 extra points uh, that Carr offered over Hunt or Hunt over Jalen Hurts if it comes down to points tiebreaker at the end. But Matt, looking really good, changing his team name for playing for the draft, which we know he's not, complete opposite. That is so Matt's sense of humor. But Matt is looking good, big victory for him. Eric's looking to get that victory. He's got to wait on tomorrow night. Dino Dan's got the victory. And let's go to the nether game that has the victory right now in hand, and that is, or not in hand, they still both have guys tomorrow. Uh, DeAndre Swift is going for Brian, while Elijah still has TJ Hawkinson. If the game was close, I would lean Swift. I would lean with Swift, even though he's got Jamal Williams there. Jamal uh, still had a big game because he had a nice long touchdown uh, and can still get some passing work, but Swift got... I want to say like 70% of the touches when it came to running backs last week. Baker Mayfield was almost over doubled, nearly tripled by Kyler Murray's performance. Kyler Murray through two weeks, man, has been a huge, huge superstar. 87 points in two games. It says he's the number two quarterback in our league. I don't know who's number one. Not Jalen. Who's better than that? I can't remember. Maybe Patrick Mahomes. I'm going to go. You know what? If I ask a dang trivia question, I want to know the dang answer for that. Nope, Patrick Mahomes is number three. What does he have in two games? He's got 75, so we know Murray's got more than him. Who is the number one quarterback? It can't be Derek Carr. Can you Look at Carr, dude. He's got 71. Carr has 71 points. We saw what was Mahomes, 75. So Mahomes literally has four points more than Carr, and Carr is number 12 while Mahomes is number three. I don't know. I don't know what they're basing off of. To me, it's points per game, which I look for, not yards, and I think it is that. Who the heck is the number one quarterback then? 
Oh my gosh. Are you kidding? This is not possible. See, what are they basing this off of? Some of these things. QB overall. Oh, you know what it is? I bet that's what it is. See, I'm looking, I'm looking at I'm seeing the stats for today, but the rankings have not changed yet. Do you know they have the number one quarterback as? Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones was the number one quarterback. He was the number one quarterback because he played Thursday night football combined with last week. So, because his total is only 54. <laughs> 54, as we just saw Kyler Murray with 80. Kyler Murray's got to be number one. Tomorrow's rankings, we will go over this when we go over a recap video, our next podcast, and I will look it up and I'll tell you. But if I can have anyone right now, it wouldn't have been Kyler Murray as my choice. I know they're, they're going to throw a lot. He's looking so much better than last year. And I don't know if that's because... And see, uh, this is what I'm talking about. Now this stinking little ex-mullet guy, Elijah, got a guy that I drafted for him at the end. I originally wanted Rondell Moore and Elijah Moore, but I needed a tight end. Remember in the last two rounds, I said, oh, Elijah needs in the receiver. I can't draft him because I, no, I can't fit him. And I give him Rondell Moore, and Rondell Moore goes out and has like a 30-point game. You know, I have him in my other dynasty league, who I beat, Matt. Thank you very much, Matt, if you're listening to the podcast. We went heads up. I know you still have uh, Devontae Adams, but Matt's losing to me by like 70 points. There's no way Devontae Adams is getting 70. That league doesn't have any bonuses. So I'm going to beat Matt in that league as he will be 1-1, one and, one, and I will be 1-1. One one. But, uh, yeah, Rondell Moore, I have him in that league. And like I said, he is so awesome and so explosive. In college, he literally like beat Ohio State when they were like the number two team with Chase Young, with Nick Bosa, with uh, oh, who's the corner that just got hurt? He just got hurt from the Lions. Oh my gosh, it's escaping me, and I like him. He was drafted by the Lions. Anyways, bunch of all-star uh, defensive players that Ohio State team. Like I said, Bosa and, and Chase Young. And it, go Google that. Uh, Rondell Moore beats Ohio State when he was with Purdue. The guy just caught, 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 caught almost everything thrown toward. My daddy once caught a bullet. That's for all our Rush Hour fans. But uh, he, yeah, he was unstoppable. And he was so, he's like, a, he's only like 5'8", but he's like a, a little, he's a little shorter Tyreek Hill. Not as fast, but very agile. And he looked at today. Big 70-yard touchdown. Looks really good. We'll see if, if Elijah plays him. Elijah's like, ooh, who is this guy? Uh, and, the, of course, he's on a team where the guy won't trade him. Maybe he'll drop him. Maybe I can't see him dropping after the guy at 24. But anyways, back to the game we're talking about. Elijah, Kyler Murray, huge performance. Daryl Henderson, 17, has had two good games for Elijah. Chris Carson, not a bad game, 15. We'll see what Swift can do. But McLaurin, and see, now Brian just fell victim to the same thing I have several times. Not last year, but several times. When It seems like you have a big Thursday night game. I'm going to follow this all season and try to make a point to it. If you have a guy on Thursday night and you're playing Elijah and your guy goes off for 35, 45, 50, it does not matter. It does not matter. We will check to see if Elijah still beats you. Because when McLaurin had 35 on that Thursday night game, I really thought, oh, man, this is looking good. Brian is going in. You know, McLaurin was expected to get 16, and he doubled it. That's really got to help Brian coming into this matchup. And Godwin... And A.J. Brown, they didn't even combine for 25 points, or what, maybe they did around 25. And McLaurin outdid that. Devonta Smith, huge step back. You know, he did not, he had, what, eight targets last week and got six with 70 yards and a touchdown. 
This week he had seven. Not bad. But the Niners' defense is better. Niners' defense is much better, and it's the quality of targets. And Jalen Hurts didn't give him any good ones. He literally had just two catches for 16 yards. Very disappointing, as we would have thought that, you know, if he could have given him something. But at least A.J. Brown didn't do anything. Kelsey, 31 points. So when you look at these, if I would have looked at these, not counting, of course, Kyler Murray, right? I would have said, hey, Carson, he outdid Mario Davis or Mike Davis. McLaurin almost outscored A.J. Brown, or he did. He outscored Godwin and A.J. Brown all alone. And Kelsey has a 31-point game. Stick a fork in it. It's done. But look at Sutton. Bridgewater had 30 points, right? That's a great game for Bridgewater. 300 yards, two touchdowns. Well, the problem is that nine catches and 159 of those went to Sutton because there's no more Jerry Judy, which really ticks me off. But Judy, 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 he's gone, and Sutton was the benefactor of it, and that's the difference. You know, the Patriots D doubled up Washington. Both are defensive players, double digits, 11 and 10, nothing big. But, yeah, what really stands out is how well Sutton did to match Bridgewater. So he kind of takes away – Brian Thunder from his Bridgewater play, which has been great since he grabbed him. Kelsey, 31. Hawkinson doesn't need to have 31. He's going to win either way. Swift goes out there. Yeah, I mean, Hawkinson's going to get his. He's one of the line's best weapons. Excuse me. And for their bench, yeah, look at that. Look at Rondell Moore, 32 points. Seven catches, 114 yards, and a touchdown. I'm not expecting that every week, but that's exactly why I was like, he's a late-round steal. You know, Elijah Moore, Brian did pick him up. I cut him because I'm trying to get running backs. Uh, I didn't. With, when you have the receivers I have, I don't plan on playing him. By the time Curtis Samuel comes back, I'm going to play Samuel over Elijah Moore. But I, that's why when Jacob wanted to up the league, one more roster spot, it's like, yes. You know, part of me wants it. But then Eric made a great point. He goes, well, there goes some of the waiver grabs. You know, it kind of hurts the waivers because those those players that you can't keep, right, I I could not get Rondell Moore, fit him on my roster. I could not keep Elijah Moore um, if I want to try to get help with running back depth or quarterback depth, which I did. Then you can't hold all this talent. And so they're available to other guys. And then you got to, whatever, you get the idea. But Rondell Moore, yeah, we'll see. He he He's not going to be in that offense. He's not going to be a Tyree kill where he goes for 30 and then goes for five. I think because a lot of his is underneath stuff and then he makes the plays happen. So you'll see, he might go next week for 12, and then the week after that for 12, and then the week after that he might break a long touchdown and can go for 22, stuff like that. Um, but he just has such a safe floor that I think he's a great flex play. If you're in another league and you can get him, go get him. Matt, you're in my other league. You're not getting him. I'm not trading him. So anyways, back to this. Yeah, Patriots D look good. Patriots defense, man, it's amazing. They Now, they did go against a rookie who we mentioned how great they can play. Last week, they only got 19 against Miami, but still, 19, and then this week, 31, they're good. They got some of their players back from COVID, and the Patriots' defense looks much better. So, Brian, looking at that, our defending champ looking at a, a possible, most likely 0-2 start. We haven't had that since Matt. Oh, wait. I can't be positive on that because we've had several. When I won the titles, I didn't. I don't think Austin went 0-2. I'd have to run a check to last year to see if Austin started 0-2. He, maybe he did. I know he lost his first game. But I can't remember if Austin went 0-2. Either way, tough start for Brian.
But if anyone's going to hold tight, if anyone's got the talent still on his team, he does. We just went over his roster. He's got players. Judy will be back in about another three to four weeks. So, And he does have Judy on his bench. So as we look at that, Brian has a big game next week against me. We'll see if he can get out of the doghouse and get to 1-2 and two, uh, and try to avoid an 0-3 start. Look at this game. This was probably going to be most likely. Let's see. What's the time left? 48 minutes. Holy crap. 48 minutes. Where did the time go? Let's get to this. This was probably one of the games of the day. Just in the fact that 193 for Austin, 188 for Steve. Unless there's some huge stat correction for a defensive fumble recovery or something we missed, it's going to stay pat. Um, or unless Austin loses two and Steve gains two, whatever the case may be, even then it would be a one-point win. But Brady still looking great, Brady being Brady. We'll see what he – now last year he played the Rams on primetime and he, he looked bad, he lost. Uh, but we'll see. He goes to travels to L.A., not primetime. He's scaring me. He's looking really good. That whole offense, Gronk, everybody. Speaking of which, Gronk. Another two-touchdown game, 19 points for Steve. Russell Wilson, still the same. Both of them, 31 points. Their quarterbacks did not take away from each other. Jonathan Taylor, that's the thing that's, that's, that is frustrating, is why, if you look at it, I mentioned how I literally traded Jonathan Taylor the week before he took off, and it's because he had played all season. He had some games where he'd get a lot of carries, and he needed the volume. If you gave him the volume, he'd do good. If you didn't, uh, he, he would be touchdown dependent. Um, I still thought he was going to be a top running back soon. He's got too much talent out of college. And then he took off. Now, if some of the experts have said, well, if you look at it just like David Montgomery did, the talent that he, or not the talent, the defenses he had played were in the lower half of the league, like 20 and lower defense for run stopping and just talented teams. So he took off. He played some bad teams and took advantage of it. The problem is a lot of times you get it spread out through the years. He happened to catch them all, like David Montgomery, at the back end. So it really inflated his numbers. So coming into the season, he's kind of like Antonio Gibson, where I did watch Taylor because I really liked the guy in college, and I was excited to see could he bust a 2,000-yard season in the pros like he did in college, and he could have. He still can. He still can. I'm not taking nothing away from him. He had 18 points last week, but he's not. It, last week he had a big game because he had – Six catches for 60 yards. This Today, he had one catch for two yards. In two games, he has had 32 carries for 106 yards, 107 yards. That's not getting it done. I mean, he's not even averaging four yards a carry. With the defenses, I get it, the Rams, but the Rams' defense with the run has not been their thing. They don't have great linebacker play. They have good D-line that can stop the run, but their D-line is good at making pressure. And their secondary is good at helping stop the pass. But Taylor, yeah, he's not looked outstanding. He's not been the, just like Gibson. You know, they, they inflated their numbers at the end of the year or against weaker opponents. They need, right now he's got Tennessee, then he's got at Miami, at Baltimore, two teams that are not great at stopping the run. So maybe he can get a few bounce back games and get back. But Taylor's not performed what we thought. I'm talking way too long. Najee Harris, awesome. First touchdown, 19 points, big game for him. Christian McCaffrey, though, for Steve, 26 points. But Antonio Brown did not follow up last week like he did last week. Miles Sanders, terrible. Jarvis Landry did get hurt. That's a huge factor in a five-point game. And just like with Tua, right, their game's still kind of – there's still a possibility if Tua had played well, he could have put the heat on uh, Aaron Rodgers for Eric. Landry, what did he play? What did he play? A few snaps? He 
He literally got one target. Quiet, Barkley. My cat Barkley's going crazy. He literally got one target and then got hurt two, less than two points. Landry stays in that game, right? They win. We have no clue. What did he do last week? Last week he had five targets. Caught all five, 19 points. I think he had a touchdown even. Yes, he had a rushing touchdown. No doubt he could have done something similar to that again. So disappointing, right? Because Pittman had a big game. Didn't see that coming against the Rams. What else? Tyler Lockett. There's something we want to talk about. This These two games he had where he had well, – he only had five targets last week. Okay, They threw him the ball five times. He had four catches for 100 yards and two touchdowns. That is making – that is a Tony Pollard making the most uh, – that's actually a Corey Dillon if you go back to the beginning of the show. That's the most of what little he could do. Today he had 11 targets for eight catches, 178 yards and a touchdown. Monster game. Hot Lockett is looking outstanding for Austin, and he was picked in the third round. And normally you would say, man, that's kind of early to get at Lockett. Not in our contract league because a lot of the talent depth is so gone. Not at receiver, but at running back and quarterback. So still, great time to get Lockett, and he's been great for Austin. Burrow, disappointing game. But the Buccaneers defense, not to be outdone, the Bills defense put down 41, put the beat down. That gave Steve the early lead. And like Austin, I even thought, hey, Steve's got this. Austin's going to look at 1-1. One and one. Steve's going to have another great start, 2-0. and oh. And Austin's defense, Lockett's performance, and the Bucks two pick sixes in that fourth quarter, that changed everything. And if that Seahawks game does not go in overtime, right, if, I mean, that's how close it was. It's, it comes down to it. If, if Derrick Henry and the Titans don't get that touchdown to get in there and they don't get the, uh, I believe there was an extra point, or if they did a two-point conversion, they had to get everything. If they don't tie it, then Seattle's Russell Wilson doesn't get, he got garbage time points. He threw a couple plays right before trying to get set up for a field goal, right, to win it. He had a scramble. He threw a few passes. Lockett got a catch, got a big, big yards. And he actually won before they even went to overtime. If the Titans don't do that, Russell Wilson takes three knees and the game's over. And Austin loses this. I mean, he literally loses this game. And instead, he's going to win it based on, on the overtime game. So it's heartbreaking. I've lost from it. I've won from it. So I, I, I know both sides. Uh, it's free football. So as Eric always says, patent pending, uh, free football. Uh, so congratulations. Tough loss for Steve, but he looked really good. Again, anytime you have back-to-back weeks of this kind of scoring, tremendous way to go. Uh, don't hang your head because you really should have won this game. This is just like how you said the Cowboys should have lost. This is more. The Cowboys should have won because they did win. You should have won, but it's fantasy. So, right? Like, nothing you can do. It's fantasy. That's the way the, the ball tumbles. Okay, 50. Oh, my gosh. I only got, I'm only going to talk a couple minutes. The last one is still up for grabs. Probably the most that is up for grabs as we look at all the games. There's not, you know, Eric, he's losing. He needs eight points or nine points. He's most likely to get that. I'm losing to Nick, who's been outstanding. Nick is 1-0, and looking to go 2-0. 193 points. Big game for Lamar Jackson on that game. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Killed him with that fumble. Andrew's not bad. Way better. Doubling up what he had last week. Uh, so Nick, yeah, he looks good. Thielen, solid. Mike Evans, welcome back. We said this would happen, right? We said, hey, he's playing Atlanta. Don't expect Mike Evans to suck every week. But don't expect Darren Waller to just destroy teams every week. And he didn't. He only had 11. But Komet, dude. Come on, dude. It's like, man, one point. I know the Bears. I know Andy Dalton got hurt, blah, blah, blah. But he's got to get more than one target even. He only had one stinking target. Uh Keenan Allen, 
like I said, 20-point Allen every week, consistent. Love the guy. Matt Ryan, huge pickup for me off the off the waiver wire. Wentz as well, because I was scared to play Zach Wilson. I'm like, I got to get Wentz or Ryan or both just to try to play matchups because Wilson against the Patriots, that's did not what I, what I wanted to see. And thank God, because he only got nine. I really would probably would be looking at a loss if I did not get Matt Ryan or Carson Wentz. You know, uh, I need right now, all I got tomorrow is Devontae Adams. Can he go out there and just get me a 22-point game? Of course he can. If he gets me 19, I'm going to win the game. Uh, so I think against Detroit, he should be able to. Will he? That remains to be seen. If he doesn't, oh, man. If this is, yeah, if this is an Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon handoff, then I'm in trouble. But I think the Lions will put up enough points to where Rodgers will have to throw, and who better than Devontae Adams? Unless it's a t- Robert Tunyon 4-3 uh, touchdown game like he did last year on Monday night, which Dinah would love to help his points, but, man, that would that would have me pulling my beard hair out. Uh, so either way, that's a game. Yeah, D.K. Metcalf, everything's going to lock it because there was literally that one play. There was I can't remember the guy's name. No one I know. He was wide open because they had three guys on Metcalf's side. So the defense is really taking D.K. out, and it's killing me on fantasy because if he just has one game this week or last week like he does last year with the 20-25-point game, I beat Elijah last week, or I've already got this game in, in hand against Nick. Two weeks in a row, bad. But Derrick Henry is my savior for this week. Uh, King Henry, 55 points. I watched that game. because That's the game we watched the most. We kind of flipped through some of the 1 o'clock games, watched some of the Bucks one, watched a little bit of the Vikings, did see the Chargers and uh, Cowboys. But me and Samuel, he's a big fan of uh, Derrick Henry. He loves watching him because whenever, we all, whenever he plays, we always try to say, hey, take the one-step cut, you know. He's, Samuel's not an agile guy. Run, take that one-step cut. He practices it against Noah, but he doesn't do it in his games. Um, but shout-out to Samuel. I want to say everyone listening, I know Dino Dan knows, but he got his first touchdown of his uh, fantasy, or fantasy, his flag football career um, late in the last game where the, the Rams and Dino Dan's team won. We did beat the Chiefs. Uh, but, yeah, it was exciting to see Dino, uh, Samuel catch that ball, run upfield as soon as he caught it. He didn't run the wrong way. Right, he went the right way and got a touchdown. But, anyways, he loves Derrick Henry. So to, for us to watch that game, that was fun for both of us. Every time we break off a touchdown, we jump up, celebrate, hug each other. It was a good time watching football today. Um, so we'll see. You know, Nick's team. Look at his Vikings and his uh, Kendricks both got him forty-one points combined. Cousins twenty-six. The, yeah, he, big Vikings for the Nick man. If he wins a championship this year, the Vikings are going to be a major part of it. Uh, like I said, that's it. I hope you guys enjoy the show. We're just about out of time. I kind of rambled a little bit at the beginning, but I wanted to go quick. I didn't want to, like I said, I'm not going to go piece by piece because it's not the recap. Now on the recap show, I'll probably cut it shorter because we talked about it. Um, but just, you know, what a big day it was. I thought this, I enjoyed football more today than last week. Last week, there were some real stinkers. I really enjoyed the Bengal game, and I enjoyed the Rams on Sunday Night Football. But the rest of the games, man, there were some letdown games last week where especially on the fantasy front, at least this time uh, we saw some superstars at least get some consistency out of the players. So enjoy your day. Enjoy your Monday night. I will be ready to watch that Monday Night Football. I'm going to have to record it. I'll probably be on delay because uh, Noah has baseball practice, so I will not be home in time. Um, But I will have the next podcast up maybe for Tuesday morning, and then I'll get the video going hopefully Wednesday this time instead of Thursday. But either way, you will get your show. Your commission will continue to work hard. And make sure you guys get your fantasy overload. Uh, I love talking it with it about it to you guys. And 
Um, have a great Monday. Talk to you guys later. Bye.